0: Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance, and we have a very special show for you today. All this past week, we were talking about dancing and dancers and the history and and everything, and it was really informative. And the reason we did was because there's this amazing new comic book on Kickstarter called The Dancer from Catherine Calamia, and it's, it's wonderful. I backed it. This is not, as I've mentioned all week, This is not a paid promotion, anything like that. It's just a really good book. I do have some investment in it because if you, even if you just pledge a dollar, you're going to get one of my books, Uh, at least one of my books. We're, We're, yeah. So you you get all these indie books to go with it. So why why would you not do that? Like go back it support it. It's wonderful. It's great. I was lucky. I was fortunate enough to sit down with Kat and talk to her about her process, about her ideas, both in this and some of her other works and what she does. She's just so amazing and so talented. I hope you enjoy this interview as much as I did doing it. All right. We're here with Kat, um, claimed comic writer, interviewer, journalist, everything. You, you do everything. I I started following you a while back on social media, and the more I like, the more I followed. The more you did. So, first off, thank you for being here.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to chat. Thank you for you know following my stuff, and yeah, I appreciate it.
0: Awesome. So we're here today to talk about your new book that's up on Kickstarter. Um, it's it's not your first book, no, yeah. and not definitely not your last because they're all great and awesome. Um, Tell us a little. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, your backstory. You know where where you come from, how you got into comics and things like that.
1: Yeah, so I am a New Yorker. Uh, I I live in New York as well. So, uh, yeah, and and I I've been into comics all my life. My my dad got me into comics when I was like five, and he read like old school Silver Age Superman books to me. And then you know I I'm 26 now, so in second grade the the first Spider Man movie came out, and I was like a huge fan of that, and like I guess. Growing up in the 90s, early 2000s, there was so much superhero stuff out there. I, I grew to like other superheroes, even Marvel. Super Marvel actually was definitely my favorite company, even though my dad got me into DC. Then as a older, I grew older, I found appreciation to both, and then obviously indie comics, so... Um, I've been reviewing comics for about a decade, which is kind of crazy. So I've been reviewing comics since high school, and I made it my job uh, throughout life. And now currently I work for Newsorama. I've worked for IGN. I've worked for uh, DC Comics website, DC Universe, and their streaming service. I've done articles for them over there. And then, of course, write comics. So my first comic was Like Father, Like Daughter. Uh, we are up to issue seven that just came out. We're, we're gearing up for a crossover book with one of my really good friends in, in real life, uh, uh, Phil Falco, who writes uh, haunting. So we're, we're gearing up to that. And the current book, they call her a dancer. It's about a young woman who's a dancer slash assassin. When she was little, she witnessed her parents being murdered in front of her. We never really dealt with that trauma until now. So uh, yeah, that's a four issue mini series. This has been a series I've been working on for a little while, and and just kind of figuring out how I wanted to distribute it. So originally, this was going to be a pitch book, and you know, talking to some publisher friends, I had, they're like, make it a Kickstarter book because you can always pitch it to publishers after you you recoup your costs. So make it a Kickstarter book, show how many people are interested in it. So. Uh, that's what I did our issue one you know we've had the black and white out for a little while through conventions uh, and now we we did a colored version and the rest of the series will be colored uh, and that's what this issue one kickstarter is going to be and to release all four issues finally which has been done for a little while now
0: that, that's awesome yeah uh, the book looks really cool and the, the premise you know the dancer and assassin that's those go together, you know, that's one of those things it's like, oh yeah, you know, the, the fluid, the movement, the way that goes, it, it's a brilliant idea. I can't wait to I mean I've already backed it, I can't wait to get it. Thank you. Know, it's, it's coming soon. When you said you've been working on this for a while, kinda of had it stewing, you had convention copies. God, I miss conventions. Um Me too. <laughs> so how did this idea come about? Like what inspired you for this?
1: So I came up with this idea in college, so I graduated, I don't even know how long ago now, uh, I think about four years ago, I went to I got a master's like I took a year break and then I got a master's and that was a two year program. It's been about four years since I've been in college and that that last year. Uh, this this kind of kernel came up because I, I went to a liberal arts school. So, you know, a lot of acting, a lot of dance and stuff. I didn't have to do that, thankfully. I don't think I'd be good at it. Uh, but I I took communications there and uh, journalism. And, you know, I, I became friends with the people and, and I saw what they did. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. I never really thought of it. Uh, when I was little, like I took dance, I wasn't really great at it. But you know, when you're a kid, you you do, you know, a lot of sports or, uh, you know, activities. So and I did martial arts at the same time. And I, I probably liked martial arts a little bit more. Uh, but I, I became like a black belt and and I stopped after that. Uh, but yeah, growing up, I never really thought about, oh, these are two similar things. But then when I grew older, I was like, oh, these are two similar things. Uh, especially if you look through media and, and the choreography of martial arts and you think, oh, that's a really dance-like quality. That's really interesting. So I don't know, throughout life, I kind of picked up the connection of the two. And I'm like, whoa, I really want to write a story about this. But really, I don't, I want to write a story about, okay, visually because it's a comic I want to write that these are similar but I wanted to write a a psychological story and I didn't really discover that until I started writing after the first issue. The first issue it was kind of a one-shot idea. Uh, it was just like, okay, this would be kind of cool, beginning, middle, and end, and it could kind of end there. I was like, but I really want to make this a series. And then I dug deeper, like, okay, well, what's the reaction after the cliffhanger of issue one? What happens? So uh, I dug deeper and then discovered a more psychological story about how you deal with PTSD, and um, especially a child dealing with PTSD and then growing up. And, and then also playing with what's good and bad. If you're an assassin killing people, bad people. What does that mean? You know, you know, are you actually doing good? And that, and that's really the whole entire book is what's reality, what's good, what's bad as, as she's dealing with uh, her emotions that she's never dealt with before. Uh, yeah. And I guess from my personal experience, like going to college and I guess graduating, this is such a far off, you know, uh, dis- detached thing, but I, I think you don't know where you're going, right? You you're just like, oh man, what's, you know, you had the structure all your life. You're like, well, what do I do next, you know? Uh, so I think those loose feelings kind of came out. And, you know, I really try to make New York a very big part of it, too. Maybe sometimes you feel a little lonely in New York, even though so many people are around you. Uh, so I want to kind of play with that. And I don't consider myself an introvert, but I also want to play with the idea of of being an introvert and, and what that feels like. And, and so a hyper uh, version of that here as well. So those are kind of the biggest themes I, I wanted to play with.
0: Nice. It sounds really cool. Um, the the way you're making it relatable, and that that's what the beauty of comics is. I'm obviously not a dancer, and as far as the records concerned, I'm not an assassin either. But <laughs> you know, you put in those little tidbits about being lost and not knowing what to do, and that's something everybody can relate to. And that's, I think, personally, I think that's one of the beautiful things about the medium is, you know, yeah, I'm I can't I don't wear tights and fly around, but I understand this part, and that's what makes a good story. So that's what I'm really excited to see, you know, all this this play out. Um, you, you said it started as a one shot, developed into a, a four issue. If the four issues do well, is there? I mean, you talked about a crossover with your other book. So, do you do you have any future future plans for this character this book? It's-
1: It's so interesting, because as you mentioned before, like, I I do journalism and stuff. So like, that's always my go to question of like, if there's a miniseries, I'm like, well, do you want to do more? And every everyone usually says yes, right? They're like, yes, I want to do more of this. Yes and no for me, because the way the story ends, especially it's a way it's about mental health. I don't know if it should continue as a sequel. But I would love to explore Mia before this uh I think that would be a lot of fun and maybe like yeah an Elseworlds crossover with one of my other books would be fun too but I don't know if I'll ever write a sequel to this book I don't know if there's a continuation I think it ends in a way that tells the full story uh but I you know I definitely don't want to say never to this character I just think it'd be explored in a different way
0: yeah and that's respectful too because you know we see uh, you've been in comics long enough you've seen time and time again when people keep writing and yeah <laughs> you've told your story so but yeah prequels are always fun uh different takes on it are, are really neat this book is on kickstarter right now and you have some really cool tiers uh as far as you know you have the black and white version the color version the some of the alternate covers uh you want can we talk about those a little bit tell people about those
1: yeah, of course. Uh, you know, I try to play a, a similar thing with my tears with most of my uh, comics. I usually have a couple of variant covers. I do a package of all the variant covers. But what's cool about this one is I had the black and white. And this is not just a cover of black and white. This is the full comic is black and white. And I really want to play with this kind of manga style of the book because it's very, um, you know, I would say anime influence. So I, I wanted to play with that. Uh, with the book. So we have a black and white version that you can get both of those. Um, and then also a couple of great covers. Uh, one, I really want to shout out because it seems like people are really enjoying it. And we have a couple of foil covers left of it. And those are exclusive to the Kickstarter. And we only have 25 of those. So we have 15. I I, I think there's 10 of the tier and there's only like two left there. And then there's a couple of add-ons left. So we only, we're only making 25 or as many that are bought and you will not get that anywhere else. But it's the perfect blue uh, variant cover and it's a shattered glass it's, it's our thumb and it just it looks so beautiful and I, I love what the artist did with this one uh, Saw did a great job of it and you know I like Perfect Blue as a movie uh, and you know I think that the dancer is going to be compared to Black Swan a lot uh, maybe I'll do something with Black Swan in the future but uh yeah in Perfect Blue uh, Black Swan took a lot of influence from perfect blue so uh yeah if you've never seen that movie definitely go check it out but there's an old uh poster that kind of looks a little similar to that and uh i did a homage to that and it seems like it's doing pretty well and yeah also another opportunities if you want to just get it digitally it's five dollars you could just get it digitally or if you just want to support the book and you know you don't you'd maybe not want to read the issue just yet uh we have a dollar tier where you're, if we get up to six thousand dollars which it looks like we're tracking to do so you're going to get 20 indie books for free or pretty much and every backer gets that so even if you support a little you're getting a lot for your for your buck
0: yeah i'm i mean i have a little skin in the game on that one so i'm, I'm excited exactly. about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the perfect blue yeah i saw that cover and i was and it triggered, I was like, that, I know, like, that looks real familiar. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, like, that, that's awesome. I, I love Perfect Blue as a movie. Somebody was like, hey, this is like Fight Club before Fight Club type stuff. And so I, I was sold before I even watched it. Um, so I think that's cool. What are some other things that you've drawn influence on uh, creatively for, not just for this book, but like for your work in general?
1: In general, I'll start with the dancer first and I'll start in general. But yeah, the dancer, uh, again, was just experience, I would say. And then anime was a big uh, visual influence. And um, Bruce Lee, (laughs) I think you could always say that. So every, uh, every issue starts out with a quote from Bruce Lee. Uh, and the reason I did that is because obviously he's a martial artist, but a lot of people don't know is that he was a ballroom dancer. So, uh, and obviously he has a lot to do with philosophy and stuff like that. So I wanted to add some of his quotes and some of his feelings towards that. So I thought that was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, influence in general, I think it's just stuff I read, you know, I, I, throughout life, what I know I like and what I feel like has not been told yet, I think is really cool. So yeah, I, I think it's everything you read and, and just taking in life is a real influence.
0: Yeah, I and the best stories, like we talked about, you know, they're the ones you can relate to, and those are going to be the real ones. As far as superheroes and comics and things, you know, you've been reading for a while. What are, like, your must-read, you know, somebody either is just getting into comics or is a long-time reader, what are the books that you're like, here you go, read this, it'll change your life?
1: Oh, man, there's so many, because I feel like there's so many from different... Um so many from different uh, spheres so like spider girl that's kind of what got me into comics in the way i am now like i've always been in the comics like i said but to want to go to the comic book store every month let's say i even know i go every week but let's say you just want to get one book you, to go and, and continue a series that was the series that really brought me into comics so spider girl yeah and also you learn a lot about spider-man throughout that too in a very different lens Um, and then I would say, uh, Paper Girls. I think anything from Brian K. Vaughn is so good. I mean, you could say Saga too, but that's the easy answer. Uh, but yeah, I would say go check out Indies. You don't have to just check out the superhero stuff and, um, what else? Well, I, I hate to say Watchmen, but I think Watchmen's a, you know, a great way to start. I think it depends on what you like, right? Like, if you don't like superhero stuff, then don't read it, you know? Don't read the superhero stuff. Go find an indie. Go, Or if you want a different spin on uh, superhero stuff, go read Invincible. Um, I think it really depends on why you're going to the medium or what you like from, let's say, like, TV or movies.
0: Yeah. Well, and now, you know, they're so concurrent with each other. You know, there's so many comic movies and comic shows, and people... Oh, Yeah, I watched the boys and that looked cool, and you're in first surprise with the book. But uh, I I think that's going. I'm glad you mentioned indies because I remember just like you, you know, I grew up reading comics, loving comics, going to the store like once a week, uh, twice a month, whatever. But then when you discovered indie comics, you know, I was like, whoa, they make these without capes and big fights and stuff. And those are, uh, I don't, I'm not gonna say the better comics because you know, I, I love my my justice league and my avengers and everything but the indie comics i i think now that with projects like kickstarter and stuff you know they're able to find homes in so many more places uh like i get craig thompson's ginger roots uh it's a separate thing that he did because he did blankets and that blankets is my go-to as far as you need to recommend see being in comics uh as long as you have and seeing all that what do you think about the rise of indies and crowdfunding and kind of this different medium we're in um, that's even as we're talking, you know, we, we have NFT comics coming out, too, and that's a whole whole big thing. But the evolution of comics, especially over like the last five or 10 years, um, how do you think that affects not only you and your projects, but kind of the landscape in general?
1: i mean there's so much to say about that right like let's start with i'll start with indies and then get into the kickstarter stuff but uh with the indies i would say that um it's really interesting that i would say that marvel and dc are being really influenced by indies right there's some books that kind of feel like an indie book and i would say hawkeye started that um and obviously if we have a tv show with that as well uh then we have like a Mortal hulk would that happen 10 years ago I don't think so, <laughs> you know? Uh, so I think that's really interesting is that indies being influenced by, um, I, I guess be, Marvel and DC are being influenced by indies. Uh, and then, yeah, the way you get your indies is really interesting because, you know, Scott Snyder, he kind of changed the game and then you have like um, Keanu Reeves. He's, he made a Kickstarter for his book. So there's different ways that you don't have to go to the comic store, which I think you should. <laughs> but uh, I also hope that there's more avenues for these Kickstarter books to get into comic book stores and we could kind of have this marriage between everything but there's just different ways to read comics and, and I think it gives an opportunity for different voices as well uh to to be in in this medium and that means you're going to get different types of stories and 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 diversity which is really important as well so uh, you also have webtoons which is doing so well uh so yeah i love that there's just so many different avenues to to read comics and enjoy comics and it's all i really want like i don't really care how you read it um just pay for it and uh it doesn't have to be my comic but you know you have to uh Get into the ecosystem of comics, so this still lasts and this still does well, and and that's that makes me happy.
0: Nice. So, to to wrap up, I just want to reiterate, like this Kickstarter, you need to go check it out. There's all these great indie books and so many good ones, and then even one by me. So, a little bit of everything. But the the different tiers that you can support, some of them, I mean, they're they're going fast. Like. When this airs, you got to just go click right now uh, and check it out. It's going to be a great book. I'm super excited. Kat, where can they find not only your Kickstarter, but you out there on the internet and stuff?
1: Yeah, well, Kickstarter, The Dancer, you just search that. It, you know, I'm so glad that it, it's being really pushed by Kickstarter. So it's, it's, it's been on the front page and all that. So I'm, I'm really happy about it. Uh, and then my Twitter is probably the place I'm most active. I'm always on there at comic Uno And uh, check out my YouTube channel. I do a weekly comic book review on there. And I've been doing that for about 10 years. So if you you like my comics, you might like my opinions on comics. And th- those are probably the best places to find me
0: nice well yeah go check all that out Kat thank you again so much for being a part of this coming on I'm really excited about the book I can't wait to read all four of them and then any prequels or any multiverse stuff the the cat verse that's building I guess whatever you want to call it I'm really excited thank you so much for coming on thank
1: you thank you for having me and this is so much fun
0: all right there you had it that was it was a lot of fun you know most people think they're like Texans and New Yorkers can't get along but obviously boom we did uh seeing and hearing how she goes through things you know the plan she's had for this book and everything and what it means to her i think that if you weren't already sold on the project Mm -hmm. that is why you know the passion and everything that is behind it go support it check it out it it's going to be great just again make sure you look for the dancer on kickstarter that's going to do it for us. Thank you again so much to Kat for being on the show and talking. Make sure you check us out all over social media Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, everything. Just look for The Night Nerd. Email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. But otherwise, that's going to do it for me today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.